0: This is Financially Fit with Coach Hill, the podcast where you learn to train your money like a pro athlete trains for success. I'm Coach Hill, personal finance expert and money coach to the NFL. I took everything I've learned with coaching pro athletes for the last 10 years and founded Financial Footwork to help you become more financially fit, find your success with money and live the lifestyle you want with the money you've got. Now, today I have with me a very, very good friend and believe it or not, we went to high school together. Little did I know when I was 16 that my friend would become a stand-up comedian, gracing stages from New York to L.A. with her absolutely hilarious mind. However, she didn't start out in comedy, and she's going to take us through her major career shift, the financial changes that she faced, and how she overcame them to become a rock star comedian who literally just wrapped up a show where she opened... For none other than Ryan Hamilton. So I am beyond excited to have you here. Meet my friend, special ed teacher turned comedian, Hannah G.
1: Hi, thank you so much. That was a wonderful introduction. Wow.
0: <laughs> I can get up on stage and do that for you.
1: That would be If you want to tour with me, that would be fantastic. I would, I would love that. That would be awesome. <laughs> Let's do it. Awesome. But yeah,
0: tell me about, I mean, before we dive into like the financial because that's everyone's favorite part. Fun stuff. Um yeah. you just got done opening for Ryan Hamilton. He's a huge name right now.
1: Yes. Oh yeah, he's amazing. He's one of my favorite writers uh and just storytellers. And so it was really inspirational just to take advantage of that opportunity and and I got off stage and just sat and watched one of my favorite comedians just like from feet away and it was it was amazing how did he find you? How did you guys get connected? Let's see. I've gotten more confident in this past year. And really, I just messaged him because I wanted to know when he was coming through town because he's my sister's favorite comedian. I'm not my sister's favorite comedian. Let's just make sure that that's noted. Um, But but Ryan Hamilton is my sister's favorite comedian. So I was like, and I love him too. Like we just cracked up together watching his special. So I just messaged him, hey, when are you coming to Portland? I thought if anything, maybe I'll get like some free tickets out of it or something, you know, if anything, or maybe he'll just respond and say like, Oh, this time, a couple weeks ago, like a week before his show, I get a message. It's like, Oh, thank you so much for your nice message. Uh, Hey, would you mind opening for me next week? And I was like, Wait, what? (laughs) So and and at the time, this is how bad of a substitute teacher I am. I was dealing with this child who was destroying a classroom. And I was just like, Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Absolutely, no. you can. I was just like, "Oh <laughs> fuck this! I don't, I don't care." And I was just started looking at my phone because I, it's like, whatever. Um, this classroom is going to get destroyed whether or not I'm looking at my phone. And I read that message and like, I see. I was like, "Wait, Ryan Hemp What?" And like, this is right as the child takes the the stuffed lamb out of the calm corner and chucks it into like the light fixture and I was just like I don't even burn the school down I don't care and so uh that it was a magical moment and I called my one of my best friends and I told him <laughs> he's my comedian friend and I told him right now it wants me to open for me he was like Hannah are you crying and I was like I might be I don't know so <laughs> anyway it was just it was a really amazing experience uh he asked me to do 15 minutes of cleanish material. And so I was like, I want to make sure I have the right idea of what he means by cleanish. So I called him and I had to ask my one of my comedy idols, hey, is it okay if I say horror on stage? And so he's like, yeah, that's fine. I was like, okay. Just so, making sure. Just, yeah, if- just want to double check. So
0: if you haven't seen Hannah's stand up, I, the first time I saw you do your standup, I was like, why do you look like you're dressed like a librarian? And then you came out on stage and your persona is amazing. Like everything you do is amazing. You, your, your speech, you're just very quiet, you're calm. And then you say things. And there was one joke you said, and I'm not gonna say it on my podcast because I'm just gonna let people go find it because it's so good. And it is somewhere on your TikTok account um, or your Instagram and you're out there talking about how these these kids in your special ed class are throwing things at you, which really happens in real life. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah this it's all it you. all comes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then then the joke hit, and you guys go find it because I literally fell off my seat in the comedy club. I was laughing so hard. And you, but your humor is a little bit dark. It's a little bit funny. It's or it's a lot funny. It's a little bit dark, but it's also a little bit unexpected. And that's mm-hmm. what I love about it. Uh, but for ryan Thank hamilton you. to say i need you to clean it up i'm like you can't clean that yeah. one up There's no saving you know that
1: joke. but i was no i was like i just have to i i there were a couple of things I was like i i gotta write a couple new things and not that i don't have a lot of material i do but i wanted you know you want your stuff to flow you don't want to randomly throw in jokes that don't necessarily fit there just because they're clean that doesn't to totally. to, so I, I did a lot of practice in writing before that. So let's talk about
0: your career changes. You, um, sure. You have a master's in education. You were a special ed teacher before mm-hmm. you went into comedy. I mean, we're, we are talking two completely different career paths. Um, right. you're going from yeah. dealing with young individuals who in some cases can't speak, um, who have very special needs to turning into, this phenomenal comedian
1: how how did that mm-hmm. career change happen well if it's okay I'm gonna back up a little bit even before graduate school yeah. because um you may I, I you know about like when I had my head injury all that. Is it yes. okay if I talk about that stuff oh, too because totally. it talk, kind of tell, feeds tell into yeah so when I um when I was 19 uh I had a bad accident in the weight room barbell fell on my face I ended up I was diagnosed with post-concussive syndrome. And that's basically like having a concussion that lasts for a couple of years. And then there's, there were some lingering things that stuck with me for, I don't know, anywhere up to eight years. It, it was a very, very long recovery. So I myself actually experienced what it was like to not be able Uh, to read or I spoke with a stutter for a while because of the accident and I couldn't drive and all of the sudden all of the all of my independence was kind of stripped from me you know and then uh, when you're going through something like that all you want to do is prove to everybody I can get better I can heal I'll be okay and there was always a little part of me that knew that performing was like a big it it was important to me but I just didn't I didn't really read into that very much at that time I was more just like, oh, I just need to get better. I need to go to college. I need to, those are the things that I need to do, you know, not, oh, you have a second chance at life. You should be, you know, do finding what you're passionate about. I was just trying to find, how can I be normal? So I went uh, to school. I got, I ended up getting my bachelor's. It was a long healing process. I had to go to speech therapy, all these things, but I went to school, got my bachelor's in elementary education and then decided, you know what? I don't think that I'm done learning about education. Actually, I felt like I needed more, so I also wanted to get out of my parents' house. And so this comes in with a little bit <laughs> of the financials. Like, how do I how do I leave here? I have no money. Oh, I know! I'll take out a tremendous amount of student loans and put myself into debt who cares? It was, you know, that's, I think a lot of us went through that in our early 20s. Yes. So it's just how can I how can I leave? Uh, So I did, I went to the University of Oregon, got my master's in special education. And in the back of my mind, that whole time, it was, you know what, if I get my master's in special ed, I can go anywhere. And I can live, I can teach in any state, I, I will have that freedom. And after two years, I found a job on Craigslist in Los Angeles. Flew down for an interview, got the job. And then a couple months later, after graduation, I moved to L.A. And I didn't really have it in my head. Oh, and also like barely any financial preparation except for having a job, which that's great. But it's also there were a lot of other things that I didn't take into consideration. Uh, But I, yeah, I moved there and I taught and I didn't actually try comedy until about 10 months after moving there. Okay. Okay. But once I did, it was something, it's true what they say, like, once you start, if that's what you're meant to do, you can't stop. And there were little breaks along the way, because that's what happens. If you're not listening to your gut, if you are not following that, following that voice, you will bounce around looking for something to make you happy and you will you will not find it until you actually listen to yourself and you go after that. And that's what comedy was for me. And I tried all sorts of different things. And you, you know a lot about this. <laughs> I do. But I was um, I was a, a server in a casino for a little while. This was after, like, I was like, I, teaching was too much. And I was like, I just want to have more time for comedy. <laughs> so I ended up working a job where right, I like, worked more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> made right. a lot of money but then you know so i did that i i was a nanny for a while and then pandemic hit moved home just because you know it was time and then i got another uh, server job ended up bartending and then i moved into sales and it basically all of these job switches were Just me avoiding the fact that comedy is what I'm meant to do. I'm meant to be a writer. I'm meant to be a comedian. I'm a singer. Like I just, I'm meant to be on stage performing. You are. You have a beautiful voice. And I love that you you. in your comedy. Yeah, I'm trying now. I want to write some funny songs, but we'll get there. We'll get there.
0: Entertainers who have, you're just a triple threat. You're hilarious. You're smart as hell. And you can sing. So all of that combined (laughs) i mean listen not every entertainer in the industry can do that they have you know they have one maybe really good talent they're they're brilliant at writing one-liners they are brilliant at storytelling you kind of do it all which is really cool and when you got into this it's why you took off it's why people were like wow damn she's funny uh and and, you know thank you we don't acknowledge that enough as, (laughs) as, as people we don't talk about the successes
1: Right. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, I, I, that's the thing. It's like, no, you have all of these things that you love to do. And, and if I try to hide from it, then it's just gonna, you know, I don't know what I'll end up doing next. So I just like, I better just stick with comedy, because I've, I've tried quite a few things. And I, you know, I'm just, I'm done. And that's where also it came, um, where that, that feeling of moving back in with my parents at the age of, I think I was 30 say 34 when I moved back in with them, 34, 35, somewhere in there. Uh, But I realized like, no, it's okay. Like I'm so lucky. I have these really supportive parents who are just fine having me home. Like there's, they're happy that I'm there and that's their way of uh, supporting my career. You know, I think it also helps that I have 14 nieces and nephews and like when it comes to relationships and babies, I'm kind of a lost cause. So it's like, they're fine. They like, we. Well, they don't need me to do any the, you know,
0: but okay. So let's talk about you moving in. Let's talk about you moving in with yeah. mom and dad. So.
1: Yeah. I move in with them. And at first it was, and it, at first it was, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do next. So I need to just be here because I don't want to spend a bunch of money on rent right now. I don't want to do that. It was a good financial decision. It was a very good financial decision. It was great. I, and I also recognize, and I know you know this too, it's not a choice for everybody. No. It's not, that's not an option for everybody. Far from it. But um, it the fact that I have that, I'm so grateful for it because I know that the next time I move, I make a big move, it's going to be because of an opportunity in comedy or writing or something like that. Something that's going to take me out of Oregon. Um, But while I'm here, I'm making great connections. I'm getting a ton of stage time. I'm getting opportunities. I use money right now to travel. Um, If I didn't, if I didn't live with my parents, there's no way that I could just go fly to New York for a few days and perform. Or, you know, I'm going to go to Texas in May. Like there's just... No, these things wouldn't be possible right now. Someday they will be. Someday I'll be living on my own and, and touring. But right now, while I'm kind of, you know, still getting going, it's great. I want to preface
0: that. The fact that you took a career choice. You said, I'm, I'm choosing my career. I'm going to go for this. I'm going all in. I'm going to move in with my parents so that I'm financially stable. And then mm-hmm. what I'm going to do is any money that I do earn, I'm going to turn around and invest that in myself because I believe in myself and I'm going to go mm-hmm. out after that career. A lot of people, I would agree. A lot of people don't have the support system where they could say, oh, I could move back in with my parents, but there mm-hmm. are other financial choices you can make. Yep. I personally love it because you, you made a strategic decision. It wasn't just, all right, I'm going to move back in and see if it works. You said, okay, I'm going to pursue this. I'm going to work at it. I'm going to mm-hmm. get out there. I'm going to be on stage. I mean, I look at your show lineup every month and you're doing like seven to 10 shows a month. And you're oh, all yeah. over the place. Yeah. And so you're actually putting the work in, which is what mm-hmm. a lot of people don't do. Um, mm-hmm. They'll say, oh, I'm going to do this. And they make one decision and then they don't follow through. You've taken right. all these opportunities and made what is now, I mean, you are on the precipice of being at the top of the, the comedic circuit, which is huge. Uh, and people don't realize the amount of work it took.
1: Yeah. Oh, it takes a lot of work. And it wasn't a, a decision that came over. I didn't move home with my parents and then just be like, oh, I'm I'm doing this. Like it took me some time. I was like, oh, sh- should I work in sales? Is this something that I can do? Like I took a break from comedy when I left LA. I think some people don't know that part. I just needed a break. I I, I really did. And I'm glad that I took that break because now I see how important it is to me. So a lot of these things, they don't just. I didn't just start and be like, "Oh, this is what I'm doing." Like it took me some time to really accept that that's that that's what I'm meant to do. So it wasn't uh, a quick decision, but I've have done, like this year. I've done a ton of work on just like my thoughts, and, and it's just amazing what negative thinking can do, and how it can slow you down. Mm-hmm. So instead of avoiding the thoughts, I write them down because, um, like, yeah, I'm fu- and I appreciate you telling me how funny I am. Uh, yeah, that's very, very, very nice. But I still have, you know, thoughts that go through my head all the time. Like, oh, I'm not that funny. So I just, I just write it down, and then I, you know, where am I feeling it in my body, and and um, you know, what are the emotions that come with it? So you just you you become very very aware of how you're feeling and why, and you just you move through it. Self-doubt.
0: It's real. Yes. People it's have very, it in everything.
1: Real. I have in it. Everything. I will get
0: up in front of NFL teams and I'm like, oh my God, whole new rookie class. I hope they're going to listen. And mm-hmm. it, it, there's no reason for it yeah. because I've done it, I've done it for so many years and I always have new rookie right. classes. But self-doubt is something mm-hmm. we all experience. I love that you addressed it as part of your journey because a lot of us see the highlight reel. We see mm-hmm. everything that's good yeah. on social and nobody shows the work and the stress and the pain points um, mm-hmm. and all of the things that we go through. So I know you process through your self-doubt, which it, we always have it. I mean, there's it's never going to be a moment in time where we don't have a little bit of that as, as individuals. Right. But the way you're handling it is super cool and being able to write it down and utilizing strategy with your money game, utilizing strategy with your Career mm-hmm. game saying, okay, I'm gonna do sales, but I'm also I'm also gonna step back from that and do this. And you've it's really cool to see someone who's in your shoes and where you've gotten to. Because if you guys haven't seen Hannah, she's blown up on TikTok. She's now touring with some major comedians um and, and opening for them. I mean, that's in and of itself, people never even get to that point. And she's breaking through. So you're talking yeah. to an entertainer who's spent years doing this, and, and she's kind of sharing her secrets.
1: Yeah, and one of my secrets is, is I moved in with my parents, and I'm okay with it. And, <laughs> and it's, you know, it's, it's really great. And it's, it's um, probably one of the best decisions that I've made. And And I'm also doing this having experienced what it's like to go off and live on your own and struggle financially and, you know, live outside of your means without realizing it for a while. And then you realize, Oh, that's what it means to live within my means. Oh shit. Oh, okay. Well maybe, (laughs) you know, whoops. Yeah. So like I made a lot of those mistakes too. And to be, you know, very, very frank, I am still working off paying off some of that. Like LA Mm -hmm. was not a cheap experience. So I'm I'm going after my dream while also, um, working hard to, pay that off so that when I do get some big opportunity to move, I can do that kind of without all of this financial stress weighing on me, you know? Uh, So there's a lot it's, it's going after my dreams while also working on, you know, that financial dream too, of just being financially stable and financially independent. Like that's, that's my goal along with, you know, all these big comedy dreams and writing stuff, you know? So, well, you gotta have more than one, which I love.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we've, we've talked about this a lot because up until recently, um, I was very single for a very long time. And now I am sort of dating someone. Um, well, that's I nice. Sort of. I didn't know that. I know. I haven't really told anybody. So this is everyone's learning right so now. So this, um,
1: this is. Oh, wow. Oh, it's I feel new. So
0: uh, he's pretty great. To hear, good. But I will say this. Being 35 gonna years old. We're going to talk
1: more about this afterwards. But oh, when the camera's off, by the way. Okay,
0: <laughs> I think just, yeah. Yeah. Um, but up until a couple months ago, Hannah and I would sit down and we would, you know, you and I would just like, (laughs) we would shoot the shit on our really bad dating stories. And they always had something to do with money. Oh my goodness. Oh, Um, some of them. Yes. Oh my goodness. So many of them. And what I loved about your comedy and how you've kind of spun it is you talk about those bad dates and. I'm always about being financially fit and it's harder than hell to date and stay financially fit. It really Mm -hmm. is. Guy, girl, I don't care what side of the spectrum you're on. It's so expensive to live right now and then try to Mm -hmm. date somebody. Mm -hmm. Woo! So Hannah, how Mm -hmm. has dating been for
1: you in 2023? Let's see. It's, it's almost March. So I'm going to say not good. I'm going to (laughs) say nothing's really happened this year. And it also, that has a lot to do with the fact that I f- I focus so much on comedy, and um, that it just it doesn't leave a lot of room open. Uh, I was on the apps for a little while, but um, that's a nightmare. I don't know how you <laughs> met your person. Was it an app situation? It was. I did an app okay.
0: situation for three days. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. You know, I should should probably give it another shot. I really should. But I got to be honest, like it's I have made the strangest career decisions as far as (laughs) doing something that makes you open and available to other people. Like when you're teaching, you're just so tired. You're just (laughs) you're so you're so tired all the time. And it's like, hey, do you want to go have dinner? No, but you can bring the food over and just feed me while I'm like sitting, uh, like, I'm too tired to move my arms right now. You know, that's just like teaching and dating didn't really make sense. Or like I date somebody at work and that was a terrible idea. Well, entrepreneurship and dating is hard. I mean, that
0: we've talked about this a little bit being oh yeah,
1: your, your schedule is so crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, both of yeah. us being that we are technically self-employed and we're out here mm-hmm. hustling, working on our businesses, building our brands. We're always on phone calls. My phone rings until 10 o'clock at night with questions mm-hmm. or, I mean, depending on what time zone I'm in, cause I travel all the mm-hmm. time. I, and I know you experience that because comedy, you're not doing it at two o'clock in the afternoon. You're starting at 10 o'clock at night. And so it's sometimes. Throws, yeah. Yeah, it throws the schedule off a little bit. And I hear a lot of women who have come to me and said, you know, I want to be financially fit. I can't find somebody that I would trust enough with my money, right? Mm-hmm. We hear that a lot. And it's, it's a lot of that comes from the fact that women are now more independent. We're out doing our own thing. I mean, yeah. until 1987, a woman couldn't own a home without a man signature. Yeah. Like you couldn't own a home as a single woman. Um, that was 35 years ago. We're not very far away from when that happened. And so, right. Right. So now that we're seeing more and more, we're seeing more and more women out here doing their own thing. We're also seeing the dating world shift and the expectations with dating are shifting, which means that the Mm -hmm. money expectations are shifting. Mm -hmm. Um, You told me about your date where he wanted to split
1: the cost with you of what was it? A milkshake. a milkshake uh it was at a Waffle House um and it was just not I mean nothing wrong with you know Waffle House but milkshake it like I think it was in the early a.m. the I can't remember it was just bad it was just bad <laughs> he didn't have I just, enough money to pay for the milkshake yeah I don't yeah. think he did yeah so and rules luckily, and luckily, we were splitting the milkshake. Luckily, I, it wasn't like we each got one. We were splitting the milkshake. So oh my thank god. god, for that. Um. Yeah, that was a that was an interesting one. That was a long time ago. I'm trying to think if there were any recent bad. Mu- I mean, you know, I'm really okay with splitting stuff. Like I'm, it's not. It's I not know. a. It's not a big deal to me. I do. It is kind of nice sometimes, you know, when somebody's paying for something. And I feel like, you know, I when you're a struggling comedian, because oh, and in case anybody doesn't know, I'm substitute teaching right now. That's how I pay the bills. That so, a girl. Yeah, exactly. So I make money doing comedy and then substitute teaching, and then Putting I get some stuff work. From, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I make material. I get material from subbing, and then I go say it on stage. And then I get paid for that too. So. Well, that. two women talking, let's just say this. Cause I think we can both agree. It's
0: okay to split the bill. And I think a lot yeah. of the expectation, it should I be the that expectation on the first date that yeah. you split the bill. In my opinion, it's too yeah. expensive to accept, exe- expect someone you've yes. never met that you're just right. now meeting in person to pay for mm-hmm. you.
1: Now I'm mm-hmm. sure I'm going to get a lot of hate for that comment. There's going to be a lot of women I out think there that like food. No. I think that that's totally fine. And, and if you kind of, I know that it's more of a traditional view to have, a, and that's okay too. If that's what that's you're looking too. for, that's fine. You go look for that. Um, but I set the expectation up front, actually
0: have that conversation. Yeah, before right. you go on the date.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That's, yes. I think that that's what people forget to do. There's, you know, communication starts from day one. So I think a lot of people forget that part too. Um, but yeah, no, dating as a comedian, uh, <laughs> I, someday I will have more stories for you regarding this, I'm sure. But right now, um, guys on, on apps, it just says things like, oh, I just want to, I just like, a, I want to grow with a sense of humor. No, you don't. You <laughs> want, here's what you want. You want a woman to laugh at your stupid jokes. Um, that's typically when I have had a man say something like, I just want a woman with a sense of humor. That's what they mean. I just want you to laugh at my jokes. And are there men who are funnier than me? Sure. Sure. There's, Maybe. there's, there's <laughs> lots. I'm sure. Have I dated any of them? No. So I, that's kind of, you know, annoying. Like, and I don't, so I don't want to do that. I, I have also found And I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this too. And I'm not trying to be man bashy here because I think that that's annoying too. I don't want to do that, but I do find that there it is a struggle sometimes when you're you're independent and you know a woman in comedy and you know I I have a very specific goal for my life and I, I. don't want to get married and have your babies like and maybe someday I will but like right now I feel like with guys my own age if they're ready to really date that might be what they're looking for and that is not what I'm looking for maybe someday I'm not saying never but so it's a it's dating for me is a very very tricky uh concept right now so I'm hoping it's not always the case but
0: yeah. Athletes and entertainers, they, it's a common yeah. theme. Whether it's a man or a woman, the really driven people, the re- the entrepreneurs, the people that are driven by that career path have the same comment as like, hey, I'm not mm-hmm. going to let a relationship divert all the stuff I've worked really, really hard for. I don't think there's mm-hmm. anything wrong with that because yeah. there are people that works for and there are people that it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I love that you're open about it because there's not a lot of entertainers that'll get on to a podcast and say I'm not going to let someone divert my career I really yeah. this is what I want to do I'm passionate about it I love it and yeah. I, don't, I don't think we hear that enough and it doesn't make another person bad or it doesn't make you bad it's just right society's yeah. gotten so politically correct that they forget that everyone has different preferences
1: yeah and not everybody and wants
0: to do certain things
1: and if you, if your goal with dating is to find somebody that you want to marry and have babies with, I think that's wonderful. I think Go that's, I think that's amazing when people find that. You know, I have three sisters who are all happily married and they have kids and and they're very happy and they have Hence great the 14 lives, nephews and nieces. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I, that's just not me, and and I've accepted that that's okay too. And totally, one hundred and twenty percent. Yeah. Another nightmare money situation with dating, I'm sure. Um, oh, we will have hmm. more. So, we're going to do this again and we're going to bring
0: back some of those stories and we're going to let people ask us questions because. Oh,
1: that would be so much fun. Because Hannah yes. and I did
0: this uh, five part comedy
1: bit about our horror dating. I'm going to put those experience. back through my stories so that people can.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, we did one where we were sharing some of the things that were financially wrong with dating. And you guys know I'm all about financial fitness, taking responsibility, doing your, the right things with money. We Mm -hmm. all have errors. Trust me, I've made plenty. Y'all have heard about my $8,000 Vegas mistake, um, which (laughs) go watch that one if you haven't seen it yet. Mm -hmm. Um, that podcast, but at the end of the day, what I want to leave you guys with today, outside of going to checking out Hannah's TikTok, check out her comedy. She's absolutely hilarious. Your handle is Hannah G Comedy. Mm-hmm. Hannah G Comedy. I'll link it. Um, I love to end my podcasts on your best financial practice. We've talked about dating. We've talked about career switches, why you've made some of your choices. But what's one thing that you do strategically with your money, your best practice with
1: money that you would want to share with people? I'll give you a couple things then we can pick something. <laughs> it's, um, That's great. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing that I, I do have, and, and one thing that keeps me feeling kind of sane while I'm still working on paying things off. And, and there are times where I feel like, Oh, I'm kind of living paycheck to paycheck. Cause I, I have, you know, an artist's life is getting money. Sometimes when you, don't always expect it. Or, you know, it's not always like planned. I don't have a regular income sometimes. Yeah. But what I do have is that when I was a teacher, I have a lot saved up from, um, I think it's like Calsters, And that's when I was a teacher in California, I let that retirement account just build. And it's still sitting there just growing. And I have no desire to touch it. Because I, like I said, I live with my parents. I've got, I've kind of got that, um, that, and so I feel like I have that safety net. So if something big does happen and I end up in some emergency situation, I have that sitting there. So I say with those things, if you cannot touch it, don't touch it. Let it just sit there and grow. And then just that will also help you to, man- it helps me to manage the money that I do have coming in much better. You have an emergency fund, and if shit hits yeah. the fan, you'll be okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep.
1: Most Americans um, don't
0: have more than $400 saved on a monthly basis in an emergency fund.
1: Yeah. It's a scary thing. So the, it's an emergency for sure. And and then that's, that's the other thing that I do is I have just like um, – and I just recently had to use some of it for car stuff, so I got to build it back up. But having that emergency fund, like $1,000, just like – right there in a savings account helps too and then that you know everything else goes to paying off debt or whatever but just having that there because you just you just never know so that's one thing that I do well I love it and I appreciate I appreciate you giving
0: that feedback and sharing your story with us thank you Hillary if you want to fast track your money training and train your money like the pros go grab my ultimate beginner budget course at financially dot com and get started mastering your money and building that emergency fund Hannah talked about Train your money like a pro athlete trains for success and stay financially fit with me, Coach Hill.